I, I agree with that. Um, so especially in SaaS, a very metrics-driven business, right? So you measure every dimension of your operation. Uh, you, you know, it, it's just a mind-boggling number of metrics. But if you get that down, the word of mouth, the power of customer feedback, and just the ecosystem resonating with you is very powerful. Thank you, Jenny. Greg, anything to add? Yeah, I would say it's, it's just the network effect, right? It's, it's making sure that when a potential investor is out there doing their research and where to put their money, that your name is coming up repeatedly with the people that they're talking to. So, you know, if, if, if you're servicing big customers, you know, you want to make sure that you know, you're doing everything you can to, to satisfy their needs, you know, be considered an awesome partner in growing their business, you know, mission critical, uh, if you can be, uh, you know, if you're on the consumer side, you know, it's probably more of a, you know, traditional marketing route uh, in terms of, you know, word of mouth, uh, you know, business press, things like that. Awesome advice. Um, I, I wanted to segue next into preparing your team and, Drew, uh, you and I have been through uh, processes before, and, and uh, I think this is something you're really skilled at is, is being ready. And, and one of the things I thought you, you've done really well at is, is making sure that you had a team that was ready for what was coming next. And I would love to have you share some, some of your uh, pro tips to, uh, to our audience about how to do that. Well, if, if uh, the topic of this webinar, when you're not for sale, so, so doing all these things when you're not for sale, then the team thinks it's just matter of course. Now, on the other hand, if you don't prepare yourself and try to do everything all in a short amount of time, uh, the whole company's gonna know something's up because why are you scrambling uh, working so late and weekends and trying to get every document and reaching need to reach out to customers and things like that it's going to be an obvious leak so uh, the greater you can get on top of it uh, the better also uh, you just have to do it on a need-to-know basis that there is a small group of folks very small group who is in the know uh, for me having a very trusted controller at every company I've worked for is critical. Someone who uh, has been involved in private and confidential transactions, whether they were an auditor or at their prior company is important. But I would just say keeping that group to a very small group and, and trying to make the process more ordinary course than something unusual. Jenny, Greg? Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, keeping a small team always helps. And I also comment on the just mentally preparing for it. It's a very intense process for a few months at least, right? Three to six months. And sometimes, you know, as a CFO, we need to ask the team to, oh, yeah, for this one, we just need to work through the weekend, right? Not many people do that over an extended period. It has to be a very short sprint. Uh, with a clear <laughs> and so we need to communicate to the team that it is something coming down the line and we just need to make a few sacrifices in you know some of the weekends it's it's a lot to process for a team great yeah I would, I would say prevention is obviously the best medicine but let's say for argument's sake that you know it didn't work you know and I've been in situations where you know sometimes the founders you know just like through an entrepreneurial enthusiasm, 
you know, set expectations that aren't realistic. Um, so you get a lot of team members excited uh, and you really have to manage them to understand how long this process can be. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's really up to the, the founder and the, and the leadership team to set the tone for, for what gets communicated when and why. Um, you know, obviously as finance people, you know, we're, we're ultimately risk managers, you know, part of the day, every day. Um, and sometimes our, our views aren't necessarily followed. So you end up having to, to clean up some things later. Yeah. Well, um, I, I wanted to make a, a plug for, um, uh, you know, getting, making sure that you have the right advisors as well. And um, in terms of uh, a banking, a lot of CEO founders and, and entrepreneur and leadership teams think that you know the, the time to hire a banker is is uh, is only after you've decided to sell, and I think that that's that's wrong. The time to have a banking relationship is is uh, from the outset and and all the time. And I look for people uh, as bankers that have deep sector uh, expertise and deep relationships uh, in, in a specific sector. Um, because I think they can add the most value in terms of what's going on in your industry, who the players are, where the product roadmap is going. And, and so having that um, ongoing relationship is something that can be really, uh, really helpful. And, and obviously, uh, selfishly, I'll, I'll say that having a, a council relationship from the outset and on an ongoing basis uh, will help you be ready uh, and, and really most take advantage of, of the circumstances that you find yourself in. But uh, Vitaly, um, before we move on to the next slide, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, right now, I've had a number of companies in the last few weeks that I've talked to and CEOs and, and founding teams um, that thought that they're ready to sell. But when we did a quick analysis, you know, I ended up talking them out of the process because their expectations, um, as I think uh, Greg just said, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really important to align and understand that the process can take six to 12 months, that there could be, you know, no light at the end of the tunnel, um, that maybe strategy needs to change or you run a dual process where you're raising money while you're looking for a potential buyer um, and you have two sets of documents and two sets of processes and two separate uh, uh, approaches and messages. And a lot of times it just helps to have this objectivity um, of somebody looking uh, at your company, you know, you're kind of stuck inside this whole time and you're looking from the inside out and it might be confusing or you're not really up to speed on what's going on out there. Uh, but um, experienced teams will be able to give you the objectivity, will be able to counsel you in the right direction um, and make the right decision with more, more data points. Uh, it's not always about just you know, using that hammer, if that's the only tool in your toolbox, uh, a lot of times, you know, doing some kind of a combination or a creative strategy in this process uh, to really, um, to really hit the goal of the company, which is, you know, either exit because there's some reason for it or raise more capital to kind of fatten up the goose and get a lot more uh, value out of the, out of the company with a little bit more patience uh, or a combination of factors to see what's out in the market. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you, guys. Um, I, I think we've covered the the central material that we wanted to get covered uh, during this this webinar, and we're going to move to Q and A. 
for as long as we have an active audience. Um, and so uh, may maybe 10 minutes. And I think the first question uh, comes from John Dobru, and I'm gonna send it over to you, Vitaly. And what's the most ideal approach to court a buyer? Should you go through a broker, how to pick a broker? Um, if you have a deployment with a big company or strategic, how do you court them and, and other avenues that you've seen people get noticed? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really sensitive subject. Uh, certainly, if you're hiring advisors to do the process for you, that already sends a certain message uh, that's much more serious than kind of a casual discussion with a partner. Uh, certainly, if you're reaching out to your competitors for potential acquisition, I ended up selling my company years ago to my biggest competitor, ultimately, um, that is really sensitive because you need to understand how serious they are and what you're going to disclose to them when uh, experienced advisors are able to manage that, uh, that process well, hopefully. Uh, certainly you want somebody with sector, sector expertise, uh, Louis, as you said before, because they will have the connections, they will speak the language, they'll speak the lingo, and they'll be able to articulate that positioning of uh, why this deal should be of interest to any particular buyer that much more. So uh, it's very, very important um, to pick the right uh, advisors. Uh, don't try to do self-help on this um, unless you have somebody coming to you and you've done this before and you're confident in, in uh, being able to get the best value out of the deal. You know, this is not the time to be stingy and, and try to save costs because the difference could be kind of make it or break it. Either, you know, the deal doesn't happen or if the deal happens, you might be leaving you know, half the money on the table, right? So you really need to do it properly. Hey, thanks, Vitaly. Um, another question, uh, which I'll send to you, Jenny, to start with is, uh, what if you've, you've got an audit uh, of your company and they've, they've noticed or, or they've made a lot of uh, adjustments or, or noted uh, material weaknesses or significant deficiencies? Um, do those all need to be cleaned up, Jenny, before you go out for sale or, or how, how do you address those? Yeah, I would say you try to you try your best to address those and you know the timing worked out such way that while you're addressing it and you need to go out to the market looking for buyers or uh, fundraising, it is a good thing that at least you know where you stand in terms of the audit, the evolution of audit, the progresses and whatnot. So that's a good starting point. And you just need to be upfront, intellectually honest about what your deficiency are and how you're addressing it. That's more important than the answer itself. 